No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> Hey guys and gals, this is Smash Tower at the beautiful Sheraton Hotel, downtown Phoenix. And uh, this is day two of <coughs> Phoenix Fan Fusion. And I'm giving you guys a little bit of heads up. We did several interviews today, and I will go ahead and uh, be editing them here shortly. Um, so, uh, yeah, you should be hearing our podcast very, very soon. So, um, Day three is winding down. That'll be tomorrow. We have several interviews uh, on the books to do. So we hope to have a nice, nice podcast for you guys that will hopefully be up either later on Sunday or Monday. All right. So hopefully we'll see you guys soon. And uh, if you see me on the showroom floor or the exhibit floor, say hi. We are definitely looking to talk to everybody we can. So I will be there. And so will you. Hi, everybody. This is Q Cosplay once again with Conair Radio. I know it's been a hot minute, but I'm back again. We are on day two of Phoenix Fan Fusion, and I'm here with the amazing brown coats of Arizona. Hello. So, first of all, can I get your name? Uh, my name is Megan Hall. I am the president of the Arizona Brown Coats. Awesome. Well, as a former New Mexican, I worked a lot with the Brown Coats of New Mexico, and I've seen a lot of the cool work they do, but I would love to know what it is you guys do here in Arizona. Okay, so we are a uh, fan club, obviously, <laughs> that turned into, um, over the years, we evolved into a Arizona nonprofit, and then back in 2016, we became a federally recognized 501c3 charity nonprofit organization. What we do is we come to conventions like this. We raise money for specific charities uh, throughout Arizona. We are Arizona-based. All the money that we raise is in Arizona. Phoenix Fan Fusion is the one event that you will find us. We are not raising money specifically to go directly to a charity. The money we raise this weekend goes to Serenity in the Desert, which is our flagship ship event where we do a double screening of Serenity and Dr. Horrible Sing Long Blog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it is a costume contest. It is a raffle. It is a night of with us, night of brown coat loveliness. And the money that we raise there, all of that goes to the charity of our choosing that our members direct our ship each where we go. That is amazing. I love that you guys can take something you love, you know, Firefly, first of all, which deserves a season two, but we're not going to go there. Um, <laughs> we got books. We got books. <laughs> we got books. We have Serenity. And we got comic books, you know. We, 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 we we've got our extended universe, but you exactly. can take something you love with Firefly and your cosplay and all this awesome stuff and help the community with it. That yeah. means a lot because outside of this, I'm a drag queen who does a lot of stuff for the Arizona Gay Rodeo, so I understand the, the need to go out and help but have fun at the same time. Yes. Um, so how long have you guys been doing this? We started as an official organization. The Arizona Browns Hoods have existed in a entity since 2006. Wow. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I had to do the math there. Yeah, fair Just to let you know, I was one of those members of the Arizona Brown Coach back then. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've... Um, 
I grew up with a lot of the founding members um, in the Valley, um, and I was off and on involved until I came back to involvement, I believe, 2015, 2014, 2016, something like then. Um, I have been president since 2019, I believe. Well, that is incredible. The fact that you guys have been going for so long and doing all this amazing work. Yeah. Um, so I have to ask this of every Firefly fan because this is just a go-to at every conversation. Who's your favorite crewmate? I mean, I am dressed up as my favorite mechanic. I, I mean, that is valid. That, I, mean, I guess there's no cameras pointed at me. <laughs> um, I like to um, I like to jostle people because uh, <laughs> um, uh, because you know the pairing in the show. Canon is Kaylee and Simon. Kaylee and Simon. Oh my heart. <laughs> I personally believe that long term that she should have ended up with Jane. Oh, I think. absolutely, <laughs> hands down. Finally, yeah. somebody who gets well, it. Yes, and like <laughs> that's exactly that's the response I get. I either get high fives or people aiming for my face with their fist. <laughs> like it's, it's either a, a high five or a oh quick duck. <laughs> yes, like it's a, a very polarizing uh, opinion. But like I've had twenty years to grow on. Like I. I stand by my decision. <laughs> this, this is your hill. You're willing to die yes, on it. This I is will. where you wear your coat. <laughs> I will argue with people on the internet over this. This is, like, in fact, <laughs> your battle of Serenity Valley. <laughs> yes. Like, I am way too old to fight with internet trolls, but I will fight them over Back this Back in the one. days of Tumblr when that first started. <laughs> right? Who was happy with Vera, though? You know, yes. Vera was an, o- that an was, acceptable he was a He was a one-gun kind of man. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, like... What made you want to, to put on the overalls and everything? Like, what made you want to get involved with this and not just cosplay it and have fun for a week and then be done with it for the weekend? Well, so I have put a lot of love into this particular costume, but I'm a jeans and T-shirt girl. There's only one thing in the world that would get me cosplaying, and it is raising money for charities that need it. Um, I would volunteer with the brown coats. I've done it my entire adult life because that we are a community-based event group like we have monthly shindigs where the whole point of that is you're new in the valley you're new you know you, you don't know you don't have your people these people you have one thing in common and that one thing is we all enjoy firefly you know that is the one thing and so you have no money you have no friends come hang out with us on saturday everyone is welcome regardless of anything about you and that to me is just as important as the part of it that we raise money for other uh other other nonprofits. like be able to support the community like that and have a there's not a better term than safe space where you everyone is welcome you can come and be invited and like that is that is why i put on the the, the buttons you know that is absolutely amazing and we need more of that nowadays especially with everything going on right now right it's insane but you know unfortunately not everybody's gonna get along there's always gonna be some issue with somebody somewhere right but the fact that you guys can create this amazing place for people to just come and enjoy the fandom together is incredible like we need more spaces where we can just you know hang out and be nerds that aren't cons because nine times out of ten we're too busy to sit down and talk or anything like that this is work like this is fun work but this is still work Oh yeah, um, no. My yeah, my, yeah. That's what my son calls them, workations. He's like, oh mom, what's our next workation? <laughs> I I feel that. I just got back from my last workation last weekend in New Mexico, and then came straight here this weekend to do this. So I understand. Yes. <laughs> I, I've had two back-to-back workations, and in two weeks I'm going to Utah. So <laughs> that state sounds like it just work. <laughs> yeah, no. It's my my boss is just like, oh, you have a thing to do. Okay, just make sure you clock out and make sure you don't have, don't leave your computer on. Blah blah blah. Yeah. It's great. That's nice. 
But um, so I'm just curious. Outside of Firefly, what would you say is like your second favorite fandom that you've fallen into? Okay, so I think I'm hilarious because when you talk about the fandoms I'm into, space is my jam. Ba-bum-cha. Oh my god, I love you. you just, I have made that joke so many times over the past three years, and every time my wife smacks me for it. You know, I, I get I get the dead eye. Um, but so I really like Doctor Who. I like Star Trek. I um, Star Wars. Um, those are my top four. You know. You mentioned Doctor Who. Who's your favorite Doctor? Mm, okay, I love David Tennant. Um, if he ever is single, I will move to the, to the UK and try to convince him that I will be his second <laughs> wife, sixth <laughs> wife, whatever. He wants to start a harem. But in all honesty, in all honesty, <laughs> after watching everything that I've watched, like Capaldi is the best one that we've had since uh, Eccleston. Um, I am attracted wildly to David Tennant, and I have the exact opposite response to Matt Smith. <laughs> Matt Smith is that awkward cousin that you're just like, oh, honey, you're just sit down before you hurt draw yourself. Draw your eyebrows. Like, you got rid of your eyebrows. Just draw them on. You, you, you have a I have a Sharpie here. Give me two <laughs> <Yes>. seconds. <laughs> I'm a drag queen. I can do this for you. <laughs> yeah. Tom Baker. Okay, you know. If we're going to go 50 years wild, that is the answer. I Whenever whenever someone's talking who, I feel like they're always talking. We're starting at nine. Oh, yeah. You know, no, nine I, presents. I was raised on the black and white, so I started at Hartnell. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I actually have a, a memorial tattoo. My great-grandfather, may he rest in peace, he actually served in World War II with Tom Baker. That's fantastic. Um, That's... I didn't get the photo, unfortunately, but there's a photo of him that went to his great-great- uh, grandson i think that's a picture of him and tom baker in the trenches together that is a amazing piece of history so yeah it's he's going to be donating it to a museum that helps with like you know just raising money for holocaust and stuff like that yeah i am that kid like at school oh you get to pick your own subject okay you're going to learn about the holocaust with me yes uh -huh. you've had classes with me for three years guess what you're learning something new we, about we learn the something holocaust new every day <laughs> yes that yeah, is, no, that's, that's the jerk that, that is I am. super awesome that you have <laughs> all these amazing fandoms you come to all these cons see all these great people i've heard so many people like just yesterday when i was walking around getting to know the get the lay of the land because i didn't realize how big this place was i didn't realize it took up like you know four Three city stories. blocks yeah i i'm new to phoenix i didn't yeah. know how big the phoenix convention center was and i didn't realize this took up the entirety of the convention yes, center yes. so i think i got about 13 miles of walking in yesterday just trying to figure out why i was lost <laughs> yes but like i heard so many people talking about how excited they were to see the brown coats how much they love seeing you guys at all these events and how amazing it is that you do all this great stuff well that is amazing to hear um we are actually this is the third place they have moved oh, no one two, no, the third place they've moved us in four years so this year the joke is you know we're smugglers we're running from the alliance like if we were in the same place every year the alliance would find us so it's kind yeah, of like making a joke out of a, a rough situation <laughs> the last thing you want to hear is walking by you know two by two hands of blue all oh, right so, oh, duck, duck. <laughs> pack it up we gotta go <laughs> um we actually had someone three print us a bunch of 3d print us earrings uh, a couple years ago and they made us the two by two hands of blue earrings and they were the most amazingly creepy things we've ever sold. And no fan, no fan bought them. We had nurses walking by that they're like, oh, wow, I could wear these at work. They, You know, no fan wants to wear blue earrings. I want to wear those. Are you kidding me? I want a pair right now. <laughs> they don't exist anymore. Oh, but they were it. so, like, everyone was like, why no, would you sell that? Why would you sell that? When I start doing artist booths again, start making those earrings. Yes, 3D <laughs> printers, all you need. And I guess skills. <laughs> I use shrinky dinks to make my earrings. Oh, so there you go. There it's you a go. lot cheaper, and I don't have to worry about taking up my entire counter. There you go. I have a 3D 
printer that is smarter than me, and so it's living in my house, learning, like kind of mocking me is what my, it's doing. My 3D printer went to a buddy of mine who's going to college for 3D modeling and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? You take it. I don't want go. it. I, I almost I set it on fire twice. So <laughs> I want it. I just don't know how to use it. I'm not smart enough for it. <laughs> I got too angry with it. I was like, you know what? I spent $300 on this. If I break it, I'm going to hate it even more. Please take it before I throw it in traffic. I inherited it from a friend who... Uh, collects hobbies like we'll buy we'll spend five hundred dollars on something a thousand dollars on something and then like do it for three months and then be completely bored like oh i have this you want that 50 bucks uh yes give give yes right I'm here right my hand right yes. here <laughs> i have the most amazing collection of miniature paints now because the same friend for like two weeks was like this is the new thing i'm gonna do with all my free time okay now i have a bunch of paint i don't want to use here you go <laughs> i am just as guilty i have about 20 pounds of yarn in my closet that I'll eventually knit. Hmm. Maybe. Kind of. Sort of. There you go. There you go. That's the friend to have. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I do have one question because I love to ask this about everybody who's here as a guest or as a vendor and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there a moment or like an, an interaction you have with somebody that sticks out to you as the, as the reason as to why you do this? Well, that's a really layered question. Um, <laughs> so because, so the charities that we usually lean towards donating to um, lean heavily towards food banks, children's literacy, and domestic violence shelters. Um, so obviously, since those are the ways that we're being led, obviously there's you know some sad let's let's cry about it story that makes it why those ch those particular causes are important to me. They're not really happy they're not worth going into but I think that because of the unique way I uh, turned into a ch went from child to an adult um, anything that I can do as a person to make it easier for the next generation for anyone to like never be hungry to not you know be abused to know how to read correctly to have some sort of better life you know that is what motivates me as a person um, we used to be part of a global organization where we did the exact same thing we do now but only 20% of what we did stayed in the state 80% of it went out worldwide and we are small and when I say small a successful for event for us is we can make $2,000 for a charity if we're making $2,000 and 80% of that is going out worldwide they don't notice that that is a drop in a bucket yeah, we that's take, like, you know, 20 bucks for every $500. Right. You know, we take $2,000 to a local charity um, and we say, here, we raise this for you. That changes their budget for the year. Like, that is making a local difference that we can actually physically feel and see in our community. Like, that is someone, that is like, we see their faces and they are grateful for, like, we made it so they could, you know, feed more, you know, send more books out to kids, you know, feed 500 more families, you know, you know, those families that can't afford school, you know, shoes for their kids or anything like that, right. you're able to help them get what they need. And that is absolutely amazing because okay. I grew up in a very poor household. So I relied a lot on those charities just so I had clothes and food for schools. So the yeah. fact that, you know, you guys can get back to the community like that. It's so amazing that you guys do this. And as far as I know, y'all ask for nothing in return except for the love of the of the community. I mean, I guess we do. At, well, Sue, we are a legal entity. So we have people that we have a board and we have people that are members. So the one thing we ask is if you want to help steer direct us, like steer our ship to, towards the charities, we have a, like $12 a year membership. So you can vote. And that is really the only thing we ever ask. And that, you know, that $12 a person, it pays our website fees. Oh, that is amazing. Because those you website know. fees can get outrageous depending on what, what, what things you use and everything. Right. Like, my wife and I tried to start up a website for a podcast we started 
years ago that ended up failing because we got stuck in the same room during COVID for three years. All right. And we were just like, no, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I live with you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> um, but we were paying like, you know, almost a hundred bucks a year for our website. And right. When you're not working, that's a lot of money. And, you know, Even you guys you are, are a working. charity organization. Yeah. So, you know, you guys... Your membership fees pay for everything by the sounds of it. Um, no, 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 no. Our membership fees oh, pay okay. for our website. Um, my, my apologies. My, 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 uh, my paycheck pays for a lot of our stuff. Um, oh, bless you. My employers, <laughs> my employers keep this, this ship running. <laughs> well, bless you for doing that. <laughs> it, you know, sometimes you know we all have that thing that makes us who we are. Um, being a brown coat isn't the thing that makes me who I am. But what we fight for is who I am as a person, you know, dress me however you want. I'm still going to be fighting the same fights. Absolutely. Well, before we close out, is there anything that you want to shout out? Anything you want to say? Anything off the top of your mind you just want to put out there onto the internet? Um, go look at our very pretty website, www.azbrowncoats.us. Awesome. Well, it was amazing talking with you. I am absolutely just absolutely floored with all the amazing work you guys do and please please keep fighting the good fight for those who can't we will always do it as long as we're breathing <laughs> hello phoenix fan fusion we're down here at day two this is q cosplay and i'm joined by the justice league of arizona if you'd like to introduce yourselves thank you very much my name is dustin dial i'm the founder of the justice league i'm pierce mitchell i play superman in the justice league i am kim jay and i am vice president of justice league arizona I am Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad 2. My apologies. Awesome. We don't we don't have video unfortunately, so eventually we'll get there. <laughs> so, one thing I'd like to know is how did you guys get started doing this? So, I've been a member of the 501st Legion, which is a Star Wars-based uh, costuming group that is international that uses the iconic characters of Star Wars for charity-based uh, pursuits. Uh, everything from fundraisers to hospital visits to make a wish and I thought you know what's missing here um, superheroes and I, I'm a child of the 80s I grew up on uh, you know the silver age of DC comics I've always had a personal love for DC and I'm thinking who's more iconic than Superman Batman Wonder Woman it's instantly recognizable and I thought why not give it a shot let's see if um, we could use the uh, immediate recognizability of these characters and the high quality aspect of the costumes that are usually brought by the 501st into the superhero world by bringing professional uh, costumes that look like they come straight out of the movie, straight out of the comics, specifically to bring attention to causes. And I found some like-minded individuals. We got banded together and uh, we've been going for over 12 years now. Um, since our founding and we brought lots of smiles to kids in hospitals um, you know supporting various causes such as kids need to read we've granted make-a-wishes as well you know and all we did is just find volunteers that had uh, a like mind that they want to bring their iconic superheroes to life but for a good cause and there's nothing like the feeling of you know being a superhero in real life than making a child smile. That is amazing. And I've seen a lot of like, you know, videos online and news articles with all the stuff that you guys do for the hospitals and stuff. And like the hospital visits alone, seeing those kids light up, like 
it's the reason I love seeing people like you getting to do what you love and to help out the community. Like, it just, it blows my mind that there's people who's, who are willing to take a hobby that they love, you know, dressing up, because we're all a bunch of nerds who love to play dress up like we did when we were kids, mm -hmm. and then turn it into something that helps somebody who's maybe having a rough time or something, you know? Absolutely, 100%. And, um, and we have the benefit of, um, you know, having a lot of individuals that are uh, really dedicated to, to the cause here. And it's exactly that. Not only do we get to do that for charity, but we get to do it for fun. I mean, we're here at Phoenix Comic Con. Sorry, I'm old school. Phoenix Fan Fusion. <laughs> um, you know, playing dress up, and it's all about the kid that turns a corner, and they're like, oh, my God, there's Harley Quinn, there's Batman, there's Superman. You know, that's what it's all about. And if we can bring attention to a cause along the way, fantastic. Awesome. Well, I would love to know how you guys got involved. Like, are you guys finding members as well? Or? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was uh, collecting Superman memorabilia, uh, Christopher Reeve memorabilia to be exact, and I found a company of people that were involved in making, or they had information about the original suit. So I started feeling guilty about the, uh, the stuff that I was collecting and the amount of money I was spending, and it was really to minimize my own guilt. And I saw Dustin's group, <laughs> and I saw a video of them walking through a hospital and I saw kids smiling and it was the first hospital visit I had it, I mean to be honest it was harder than I thought it was gonna be but when you see a kid's face light up that you know has been uh, immersed in reality you know they try to help them you know escape their reality for a little bit but when you put a cape on and all that and they see it's an adult willing to do that it just takes them out of their bed and it just it's it's addicting. It's addicting. You know, it's really fun. So it's easy. But that's how I got started. I have always loved costuming, and I love kids. My kids got into comic cons, and I thought, what is this? This is fantastic. So the first year that I made a DC cosplay was when Batman versus Superman came out. There were zero tutorials then. I was winging it. It was really hard, and I took off lots of time from work. But um, it was worth it because I came here for the first time and. Maybe that wasn't my first year, but I got asked if I would be a part of the Justice League. And I took my photos, I filled out my application, and I was so darn excited when I got the yes when I was in my car. Really, I was like, yeah. So here we are, seven years later, and I'm vice president. Absolutely loving it. Love helping the league bring smiles to kids. I'm so excited we're back in the hospitals and we're moving back towards that. Super excited. I mean, I did a Zoom visit once driving this little teleperformance robot. Not as fun, <laughs> but still, we're still making them smile. So really excited to get back to making the kids happy again. Still fighting that good fight. <laughs> so I'm just curious, like, outside of the characters you guys cosplay as, because obviously those are some of your favorites, if you had a dream cosplay you could bring to this group or to any group that you're a part of, is there a character that you would do anything to dress up as? Oh man, um, for me personally, I uh, and I think Pierce can probably, you know, uh, you know, empathize with me. Is that I grew up with Christopher Reeve Superman. Obviously, I'm not the uh, physical stature of it. You know, I mean, let's face it, the first thing you need to be Superman is a jawline. So I, I gravitate towards the helmeted characters. So that's why my character is uh, in the league is Doctor Fate. You know, one of my favorites and. Um, but if I could, and maybe one day, it's uh, it's a it's a, a really good, high quality, you know, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. But I'm very, very happy with uh, with Doctor Fate. I get the rock armor, and you know, I get called a bunch of weird stuff. People have called me Leonidas, and 
Trojan Man and Warhammer, you know. How do you get Leonidas from Dr. Fate? That's I, what I so want to know. Something with a gold helmet, you know. It's just like, it's like only one person wears a gold helmet, I guess, in their world, you know. So, but either way, it's a lot of fun. Even though Dr. Fate's honestly one of my favorite characters of all time and one of the most OP. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Don't let Dr. Strange tell you any different. Yeah, I think the first time when I was a kid, um, I mean, you obviously have great memories of some of these movies. For me, it's the movies, you know, some of the canon outfits that you see just walking around Fan Fusion. Um, I still think of it as Comic-Con, too. I mean, I, I'm still not on board with that, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, just seeing the uh, types of things in movies like that, and you grow up and you want to see that. You, you're thinking, well... And for me, I mean, Star Wars, I mean, seeing a lightsaber, seeing an actual light. I wanted a lightsaber when I was a kid. That's all I wanted. I, I don't think that's too much to ask. And uh, to see, you know, lightsabers now, people walking around with them, way more realistic. I mean, anything from Star Wars I was fascinated with. So for me, that would be, you know, any st Star Wars related type thing is amazing. Well, I had been living life and being busy and had not had a lot of energy or time to make a lot of new decisions with my cosplay direction. And this year, I took it upon myself to bring two of those to the table. So you're looking at one of them. This dress was incredibly expensive. It was bought by a tailor on Etsy overseas somewhere. And, it looks um, phenomenal, though. Thank this you. This is absolutely and then, gorgeous. Uh, a friend of mine has made this uh, 3D printed javelin. I'm quite in love with it. It's six foot seven, as a matter of fact. And he's custom painted it. It's quite beautiful. Wish y'all could see it. And then my last uh, cosplay for the, this weekend will be tomorrow, will be the new Wonder Woman. I purchased it from, I'm not here to sponsor them, a company called UD Replicas. They're no longer carrying the licensed material with DC. So in January, I had to make a decision to pull a very big trigger. Like, but it's beautiful. So if you guys are here tomorrow, Oh, absolutely. I'll be wearing the new Wonder Woman. It's all leather. It's super heavy. Ooh. It's gorgeous. So I'm excited. Hey, it's all worth it for the craft that you love, though. You know though. what? It is. And you know what? Coming back from all the shutdowns and all, it's just even more important now to do the work that we do, bringing smiles to kids, being there for them. You know, we have, we have people who have come up and sent letters before. I, I cried last year. This gentleman spoke with me for half an hour saying that he wished when he was growing up where he was sick in hospitals in and out since he was eight or nine, that seeing people like us coming in would have meant the world to him and his journey of health. So it made me cry. And he thanked me by name saying thank you for, in a letter. And just, you know, when you really get feedback. That is yeah. amazing. So. Like the, the fact that you guys can make that connection with these people who are going through these hard times is just, I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Seeing all the work that you guys do to bring smiles to these people's faces is absolutely incredible. Yep. It's all passion. <laughs> um, speaking of, is there a particular, like maybe a hospital visitor, like an instance where that set in for you that, that told you this is why I do this? Like My first visit in hospital, he was there for it. Was They're a little doubtful about my character sometimes, you know, in Harley. Um, it was a new event for me. I was new to the team. It was Tucson Medical Center and, and you know, seeing the infants in, in cradles, you know, that are there for, you know, probably their entire life. You are saddened, but you know what, when they're happy to see you, you know, some of these kids, they're, you, you've been told they're so excited to see you. And some of them, by the time you get there, they're too embarrassed to meet us. You know, the pressure's too much. But we still try to take a group shot and say, okay, well, maybe you can give them a picture later. Or here's a comic book. You know, sorry we missed you, but 
So, yeah. But what about for you guys? Um, yeah, I remember. I mean, I have so many memories of those hospital visits. Those are my favorite. Uh, like I said earlier, they were the hardest at first. But I also, you know, there are certain things you have to be cognizant of when you go in. Um, things that you may not think of saying or not saying in Phoenix Fan Fusion. You're a little more aware of that. Uh, and Dustin was really good um, in, you know, giving us kind of the nomenclature on what to say, what not to say. But I remember seeing, uh, I get strength from these kids because it, they're, bra they're, I don't know, it's hard to put, articulate, but they're just, um, it's incredible to watch how well they're dealing with their scenario. And when you realize, when you leave, you realize you're really almost helping the parents more because the parents realize that there's somebody who cared enough to, you know, and not to, uh, you know, make bigger deal of what we do, but we're really just putting on, you know, re really cool looking costume and walking to the hospital. But that little bit that you're doing, you see to them, it means so much and it brings the parents a lot of joy to know that there's other people that care, that they're not by themselves, that their children aren't going through this by themselves, and that extends beyond the nursing and the doctors that they're receiving, you know. So, yeah, that's, for me, it's, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kim is tearing up. It's going to be make it hard for me not to. Um, I don't know if there was one particular thing. I mean, it was we were asked to do a personal home visit for a kid who um, ended up who had some pretty severe cancer. They basically sent him home because they would like him to be there towards the end versus at a hospital. And um, me and some other guys walked in there and and what's amazing to me though, this is weird because we went there with Star Wars because he was huge into Star Wars. We went to his house. Me and another guy, he was a clone. I was Captain Rex at the time. And a friend of mine was a uh, was Django Fett. We went in there and uh, he was he lit up. His, he, he struggled to get out of bed. He comes out, he sees us, he's just all smiles. His parents were all smiles. Never forgot that kid. I would I'd check in every once in a while with his uh, his his uncle and then in the end uh, he ended up um, going back into Tucson Medical Center and what's funny is we were doing a visit in Tucson Medical Center and there he was but we were there as Justice League. So I was there in my gold helmet, and he had no clue who I was. And I walk in, and I yell at him, and I'm like, Marcelino. And he's like looking at me like, who the hell is this? Because I was a clone trooper before, and he had no idea. He's like, how is this weird-looking guy know my name? And we ended up, um, and I took my helmet off, and he was just so happy to see me. And uh, that'll always stick with me. So um, it's uh, really hard. So... Um, that always stick with me. It'll just always stick with me. So, if there's any reason, you know, I mean, there is a little bit of ego in it. It's like I want to. We're 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 doing this for as much as ourselves as for other people. Is because we get to play the superhero. We, everybody wants to be a superhero. This is the closest we're going to ever be to feeling that feeling of actually being a superhero by doing something legit good. I'm sure it's all not going to go out dressed as Dr. Fate and try to stop like a Circle K robbery, you know. But I can get the same feeling of being a superhero, going in and visiting a kid and making him smile and having memories like that, you know. And um, that's what makes it all worth to me. Um, just a little side note on what else makes it worth it to me is, is the fact that it's grown, you know. Some people would get upset 
that there are other groups that are kind of doing the same thing around here. All of them, except for the 501st here, started after we did. Um, Put on the Cape, amazing nonprofit, does very great work with the advocacy centers. I recommend talking to them. They started with Heroes United, who started with the Arizona Avengers. The Justice League convinced Phoenix Children's Hospital 11 years ago to give the Arizona Avengers a shot. And since then, it's the reason why they exist and they're doing charity work using superheroes is because, you know, not to toot our own horn, but the league was there, you know. So uh, the Avengers were there before us, but they were really, they were really mostly, um, you know, about having a lot of fun with a very small peppering of, of charity work. And it's just expanded. And now we're all doing hospital visits, and it's amazing. That is absolutely incredible. And to know that you guys touch the hearts of so many of these kids, it's absolutely amazing. Um, honestly, like, I, I wish I had the bravery to do half of what you guys did because I was a part of an Adventures group back in New Mexico, and we did one hospital visit, and I, I couldn't handle it. I had to walk away after that because emotionally I couldn't take it. I was going through a rough time myself, so it's sure. like, you know, I can't handle theirs as well as my own things going on. That's why I like doing it with Star Wars, the 501st as well, because I get the helmet. They, they can't no, they see that can't you're getting ulterior exactly, out of there. <laughs> exactly. So. But no, that is absolutely incredible. And what you guys do is just, it's so amazing what you do for these kids uh, and for these people going through all of this. I, I know I've said it a few times. I won't stop saying it because the work you guys do is just, it's mind-boggling. And, you know, you guys have been doing this for 11 years, you said? Yeah. We, uh, oh my God, when did Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern come out? Well, that was uh, the same year. I tried to forget that movie came out. <laughs> you know what? We all thought it was going to be the most amazing movie ever, right? So we all got together, and mm. our first meeting was at a comic shop in Tucson with a huge Green Lantern display behind us, you know? And uh, so that's how I remember. I was like, what year did that movie come out? The, well, you, you know, it was... Uh, you got a cool picture out of it. <laughs> uh, we do, yeah. We got a great, cool picture out of it, you know? But otherwise, um, yeah, it's been that long, you know? Well, I know you guys have a lot going on today. Um, is there anything that I, you guys want to say before we, we close? If you are interested, if you are interested in DC cosplay, look us up. Justice League Arizona, we always would love to have new members. You only need one event a year to be an active member. And we have so much fun. We do so much good. Look us up. Love to hear from you. Yeah, we really, we really uh, aspire to have a, a costume or a suit that looks like something that's just going to make a kid want to get out of bed. You know, it's got to be really quality. So that's what we try to do and bring to these visits. So that kind of thing. But yeah, check us out on Facebook and follow us, like us. Those kind of things help too, because if we get attention to causes and things we do, that helps, you know, so. No, I'm really grateful for what the league has brought, not just, you know, to, to the charities and the kids, but also to me personally, I, me, maybe would have never met these people, you know, and we come from all walks of life, you know, I mean, we've got everything from, you know, cops, firefighters, federal to, you know, to retirees, exactly, child psychologists, you know, they're just everywhere. And, um, and it's all, it's amazing. Fandom brings people together. Let's face it. It really does. It really does. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. And I hope you, we hope you guys enjoy the rest of your con and please continue being the amazing people that you are. No, thank you very much, and you know, thanks for letting us have a moment. To Absolutely. Talk about. 
Hello, everyone. We are still here at day two of Phoenix Fan Fusion. This is Q Cosplay, and I'm coming to you from the booth of the amazing Raccoon City Police Department here in Arizona. <laughs> I'm here with... Commander Wesker of the Umbrella Corporation, Arizona Hive Cosplay Charity Group. That's a mouthful. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I, I think it's an awesome name, but trying to say that while you're running on no sleep is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we might be able to shorten it like S.H.I.E.L.D. someday, but, yeah, today is not that day. And, well, shields for those who are lazy. <laughs> oh, ouch. You hear that, Avengers? <laughs> I can't say much because I used to cosplay Black Widow, so. <laughs> oh, really? Well, you, you do great as Black Widow. I apparently was a little, I had too much attitude for them, unfortunately. Well, they obviously haven't read her comic books, but, right? but whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> so you guys do a lot of great charity work here, from what, from what I understand. You guys do, do a lot of like uh, fundraising, stuff like that. So what, what is it like in detail, what you guys do? Well, originally it started out just as um, our founding member who just wanted to dress up as a cool umbrella soldier and just go out there and have fun with his friends also dressed up. But eventually it became a thing where we had enough members to say, hey, why don't we actually do something with this? So they said, obviously the best thing we could do is uh, nonprofit, you know, raise money for something that matters. So... A charity that all of us always believed in was animals. So um, pretty much every one of us had a rescue um, of some kind. And pretty much all of them came from the same place, which is the Arizona Animal Welfare League. And that is what we raise for. They are our primary charity. And, yeah, they are the largest no-killing shelter in the entire state. So it's um, they make it worthwhile. And, you know, after being able to go there, uh, being able to see them locally, see how they spend the money, uh, we, we know it's worth it. That is amazing. There's not a lot of no-kill shelters left out there anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, and the fact that you guys are able to support them like that is incredible. Yeah, and it's just it's a shame. Most of it's not even their their fault. You know, some of them it's just such an overflow. They have no choice. But AAWL, yeah, they they grind like they hustle, like they do whatever it takes to get a home. Even if the employees are the ones who take the pets home with them, like they will do whatever it takes. You know, and that's what we love it. I used to work for the Animal Humane Association in New Mexico, and I had the same problem. Oh. I came home with several animals that I didn't have space for, but they needed a home. <laughs> yep, what are you going to do? Take them home and play, explain to my grandmother why I have yet another pet in her rental. <laughs> uh, New Mexico. I got family live there. I just moved here from there, so I'm just I'm glad to be out of there. Oh, whoa, what part of New Mexico? Central Albuquerque. Oh, okay. I got family we, in uh, Las Vegas. Honestly, Las Vegas is better than Albuquerque. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a Las Vegas, New Mexico. <laughs> it's not as fun, trust me. <laughs> I wish. Maybe I would have stayed if that was the case. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like, how did you find this, the, all these interesting people who are part of this group now? Like, were you all friends before? Did you just kind of meet at the con circuit? Like, how did you guys come together? Well, the beautiful thing is they found us. You know, it's a thing of where um, we just put ourselves out there. We make Umbrella the kind of a place that's welcoming to everybody who wants a place where they can belong. You know, it's a, it did start out with uh, just friends and their friends. But um, eventually, it's all because it's volunteer work. It's always just a time of where, you know, if I have the time, I'll come. Otherwise, I can't. So... Um, you know, it's like things start to things start to uh, fizzle out, but then people see us, people walk up, and they say, oh, "I love that. I love Resident Evil. You know, I, I love animals. I love all these things. How can I? How can I join?" And we said, "Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're doing this for free. It's nonprofit, so of course you can join us." So you, you want to dress up and raise money? Come on in. <laughs> yeah, basically. But um, it's it's got to be much bigger than that. We have about a uh, hundred members, and um, and yeah, every single one of them is just somebody who like um, like they have a passion for this or. Or they just want a place where they can belong and we welcome everyone we have they have people from every single walk of life um, and yeah it's, it's it really is a family you know second family for me and I, I could I don't know what I do without any of them that is amazing and 
like we've done a lot of these interviews. We did a lot of these at Sabotan. We've done a lot of these today. And one thing I've noticed is that every single one of them says that they come to these cons and they find a new family somewhere. You know, a lot of them. Absolutely. Like at Sabotan last year, I talked to a couple of people who said that, you know, they came out of the closet or they were in a situation where their family didn't accept them anymore and they found a new family through the cons. So the fact that you guys have that. With your love of Resident Evil, which I will fully admit, I am a diehard Resident Evil fan myself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey. But the fact that you guys have built a family around that, given what, especially what's going on in the world right now, is just, it's so yeah. amazing that you guys are able to, to put that positivity out there. Thank you. Yeah, well, hey, that's, uh, we, we totally believe in that. I mean, hey, relationships have been made. I met my wife through Umbrella, so. <laughs> well, that's There's, interesting. Yeah, we have, we're, we're, we're strong connections here. It's like, you, you never know who you're going to meet if you just uh, have a passion for something. Absolutely. I, I can't say much because my wife and I have been um, binging the old Resident Evil games for old time's sake. I forgot, you know, I miss, I, I, I completely forgot that Resident Evil 1 didn't have any form of camera control. Yep, tank controls. <laughs> yeah, say, old, no. old school fixed camera angles. My wife, the first one she ever played was 4, so she was spoiled oh. to at least being able to pivot the camera a bit. Uh, yeah. So when she booted up 1 for the first time, I was just like, oh no, honey, you're going to do this my way. Yeah, it's funny, <laughs> most people, they started with 4, and then they then they decide to go backwards a little, and then it's like, oh, this is different. <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but it's because they saw Leon on the picture. They saw the pretty boy. Oh yeah, they did. Or, or, they, or they saw him, and then they saw saw Ashley and then they saw Ada and then you know and then Ashley then, opened her mouth they and they're were, like no go away we don't want you <laughs> either either that or they were um, anime person and they're like I love her so much I've only met two people who liked Ashley and I can't stand them so <laughs> <laughs> I, um, to each their own I guess I, I will fully admit I'm glad they made her less annoying in the remake, but... Oh, they, it was night and day with her character in the remake. I didn't hear every five seconds, Leon! Leon! Well, well also, it's like, you know, she she can fight in the game. She she learns, she learns how to use a knife. She goes and she saves Leon's life at one point. Like, yeah, it was night and day transformation with Lashley. It was. <laughs> Sorry, we've got Mary in the background here singing over here. It's... Trying to keep a trying to keep professionalism going, and it's oh, really it's hard okay. hearing him over here. He'll never. <laughs> I promise you, he won't say anything inappropriate. He'll just say oh, no, a lot it, of uh, Barry Burton dad jokes. <laughs> it's not even that. It's more of a case of I hear the singing, and my first thought is, Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, so, he, he's huggable, just like the real Barry. Oh, yeah, no, I met you guys at Game On uh, last year. Oh. I was with a Corky Cosplay. I was helping her out. Oh, I, I was, remember you now. Yeah, then. I was the okay. Gengar Cosplayer. Yeah, wow. I was there okay. with my wife. Uh, <sighs> no, I remember There's so many faces. Um, it was right after my wife and I had moved, and she was super stressed out. So Barry's just like, nope, bring it in. Come in here. Come in here. And she, was, she did not want to let go. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> up, up, I was going to say, a few of our people who came earlier who were like, hey, you should join us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, man, I remember you now. Okay, yeah, no, cool. That's awesome. Night and day, I know. There's so, well, there's just, that's the cosplay community. There's so many faces, you know? Yeah, and then you throw a drag queen on top of it, and as soon as the contour <laughs> comes off, it's a whole new person. Uh. <laughs> so I'm just curious. Out of the entire franchise, movies, games, Netflix series, as much as oh I want to admit that exists, I'm <laughs> still mad at the, the live-action Resident Evil. Not going to lie. They did their best, but I'm still but. mad at it. <laughs> it didn't feel like Resident Evil, but out of the entire franchise, which would you say is your favorite segment of Resident Evil, like game, movie, doesn't matter. Okay, because I was gonna say I do. I mean, I have I have my favorite of both, but in terms of the games, I really gotta go with the GameCube remake of the first one because like that was just true. You just became my best friend. Nobody uh, remembers okay, the GameCube remake. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, they kind of do. They 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 think it was the one that's like on Xbox One and PS4. That's that's that game remastered. So they don't realize that's a remastering of a GameCube game. Yeah. But, but yeah, that was, it's just you just don't get remakes like that anymore. I mean, it is really closely tied with two remake though, because two remake truly was just so beautiful. It was so. Two remake a, was very well oh done. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I will admit, exactly though, why. in my personal opinion, though, I was a little irritated that they waited so long to bring Wesker back into the remakes <laughs> because Wesker's always been my absolute favorite he to, character. He had to wait his turn. You know? I know he had to wait his turn, but he was such a huge part of one and two, you know? I know. Well, I mean, well, two kind of. I mean, we he never actually was in two no, until Umbrella Chronicles. So. At the same time, like, he was a huge part of everything, and it yeah, was at the same time the as one necessarily. Like and the timeline got a little hey, weird for a bit. Well, his big return game, Code Veronica. It's like Capcom said, <sighs> we'll we'll keep remaking the games if you guys buy them. So they've already got my wallet. So let me just yep. let, me, let me buy a second well, one here. Four, yeah, four already sold like a, a bajillion units. So I think we're good. So oh yeah, no, I I speed ran it the first day that it came out. I was sick at home with yeah, COVID. I, I had nothing better to do. So oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> it's glad, okay. glad you're better. Oh yeah, no, it's it's great. But day one. I literally was just like, nope, I'm going to sit up all night, drink a bunch of DayQuil and NightQuil, and just play Resident Evil. It was great. Well, as far as adaptations go, though, easily the CG Jap Japan movie, Resident Evil Damnation, because that one is an actual good Resident Evil movie. Damnation so. was so good. Vendetta yeah. was okay. It wasn't uh, terrible, but it wasn't great. It was it was them trying to get that John Wick money. <laughs> it was, but Damnation easily top tier for the, the CGI best. movies. Yeah. Oh. The, the Netflix CGI series was pretty good. Oh, it, Infinite Darkness, yeah. Yeah, Infinite Darkness was good, but it it'll never good. be it'll never be Damnation. Yeah. Well, we'll see with Death Island. It's on its way, and I'm, I'm, we're I'm, finally getting Jill and Leon teaming up. So you never know. My, you never know. Like honestly, not gonna lie, my OTP is Jill and Leon. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. You're not the only one. There's a, there's a lot of there. Those my ships. secondary is Leon and Claire because I just love the idea of why are you dating my sister? Because <laughs> to because continue F the you. Redfield bloodline. That's why. <laughs> But no, um, like honestly, like everything you guys do here, I've I've talked to so many people over the weekend, not necessarily on the podcast, but just in general, kind of getting a vibe because I've never been to this con before. Really? This is my first fan fusion. Wow. I didn't realize it used to be Phoenix Comic Con. I thought Phoenix Comic Con was something else, but apparently there's a huge controversy on that, and I almost started a war. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> even a controversy. It was just simple. It was just simply California wanted to own the word Comic Con. So, whatever. Uh, well, we saw how well that works for them. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but no, I've talked to a lot of people who have said that they've you know, they've come to a lot of your guys' events, they've seen you at cons, and they just absolutely love everything you do. And uh, that means a lot. It's amazing to see the community that you guys have helped build with just creating a space where people can come and be themselves. Oh, I, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's I mean, for me, that's what Resident Evil is all about. It's 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 a big group of completely unique people working together to fight the apocalypse. So, you as know. many times <laughs> as it happens. <laughs> Eh. There seems to be a post-apocalyptic event almost happening every other year or so, well, some days. Well, in the movies. I mean, to be in the video games, to be fair, everything's been kept under wraps, and the only actual apocalypse was 2 and 3. You know, now, are we so. talking CGI movies or the Mila Jovovich movies? Oh, in the Mila Jovovich <laughs> movies, yeah. It was every single movie. We got a new... There wasn't just a case of, you know, zombies. there wasn't a case of, oh, that everything's calmed down. Oh, you know, that's a shame. You know, Raccoon City died. Oh, well, well, we lived on. Yeah. And, oh, look, a new zombie apocalypse. No, it's, yeah. nope, we died, we'll, we died, uh, we died, we died some more. Yep, and we'll end the movie with who is it who can save Mila Jovovich? Old Mila Jovovich. <laughs> <laughs> like, they had such a great opportunity to bring in an awesome reveal with any of the other characters, but it just had to be another clone. Yep. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're married to the director, so. Yeah, that's true. Slash writer. I loved her <laughs> in the, producer. I loved her in the 80s, 90s, and, like, oh, the I, early I 2000s, but you know, yeah. not her best work. <laughs> no, and it held her back, you know. It's like, throughout the early 2000s, it's like she could have had so many roles, but 
her husband wanted her for another Resident yep. Evil movie, so it's like you gotta keep right. milking that cow. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody asked for Afterlife, Retribution, or Final Chapter, but whatever. Like, Three more movies. The first Yay. one was a cool take on it. The yeah. first one was an interesting it, take it, on it like the It was original, highs. and it didn't, and it just was its own universe. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be, he'll be okay. Don't worry. <laughs> virus he'll be good in like a couple years maybe yeah, it's okay. <laughs> all right well yeah people looking at our dogs they i guess i guess they don't like the charred uh, zombie carcass i think look. they're cute <laughs> anyway um is there anything else you want to say to to the folks online or anything before we go and let uh, you get back to your thing no i mean just uh you know look us up online all of our social media is at az hive like arizona and then the hive like beehive but yeah just uh check us out find us uh, got a lot of pictures lots of movies lots of uh special projects we've done so yeah just hit us up umbrella corporation arizona hive but uh definitely just look at all the arizona cosplayers because like there's so much talent in this state and we're just honored to be a part of it awesome well it's been great talking to you and it's getting an to honor. know you guys and i look forward to seeing you guys in the future all right i appreciate it thank you so much i see trees of green red roses too I see them blue for me and you and I think to myself Bullshit! What a wonderful world Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.